0: And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd me. We're back again, Matt, after a week away. Though it wasn't really a way I felt bad about denying the patrons something, so I recorded like 20 minutes of me just having like a one-sided conversation, just so I could (laughs) put something up for them, because I know this has been a really fucked up summer for me, and we've missed a bunch of shows. So I'm like, okay, well I gotta have something to show for it. So if you're a patron and you got to listen to that, you now know what the show would be like without Matt.
1: It'd Very be one-sided minutes.
0: yeah it'd be 20 minutes of me just talking to myself <laughs> <laughs> and me feeling like a goddamn crazy person not having a conversation there were literally moments when i was doing it where it's like okay now pause for matt now wait for matt to say something like, oh he's not here Shit. <laughs> that's what happens after doing like over 300 episodes of this show Then how many episodes of the other show we did together
2: oh nice
0: yeah, you've literally trained my brain <laughs> to the point of being like, okay, what do I say now? <laughs> so yeah, hopefully we won't have to do many more of those. <laughs> how, how you been, Matt? How was uh, your week away there?
2: Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, I started playing Starfield like m- almost so everyone else in the world, and uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's a lot of fun. It's really fun. It's a, it's a Bethesda game through and through, but it's really Indeed. fun.
0: Indeed. I'll, I'll fully admit you know we had talked about this game a lot in the lead up and i know i was a little dour on the subject being like well geez this doesn't look too different from the last several Bethesda games something i wish they could have led with something i really wish that they let me know earlier on because it would have sold me you can be a space pirate if you want and i'd be like fuck yeah
2: yeah there's like a whole quest line where you join the space pirates and go on missions for them and everything it's it's great it's great
0: yeah, why didn't they tell me I could hoist the black flag for the Crimson Fleet <laughs> and take it to the goddamn space corporations and all the other space fascists? <laughs> you won't catch me. You won't catch space pirate Joel. <laughs> you can also have board ships too and steal ships. That's pretty awesome.
2: You can, yes, yeah, yeah. Any ship you see, you can you can uh, destroy their shields and engines and board and and take for yourself
0: see that sounds dope as hell another thing too that sold me on the game and maybe i'll get a steam deck and try this out at one point the fact of the just amazing creations people have done with their ships i've Mm. seen them create the planet express i've seen them create the milano from guardians of the galaxy Mm -hmm. one guy made a megazord
2: well people have also figured out like where the hit markers are so now they're building Uh. ships with giant (laughs) openings in the middle amazing so 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 they don't get hit some guy also built a space station like a a fully fledged like (laughs) large scale space station somehow i don't know how he managed to do it but he did it
0: (laughs) he must have modded the game somehow but i'm like okay you know what i wasn't sold on the creation but now that you tell me that i can break copyright and do whatever i want all right now i'm on board likewise with armored core when i saw people making the yeah. robot from vegas xlr and all the other shit and i'm like okay why didn't you start with this yeah
1: people
2: on like on, on armored core people have actually modded in like all of the gundam models and everything so uh, you can just
0: like uh, build them all Ah, <laughs> uh, st- stop armored core i'm already too hard stop <laughs> Uh, I'm, of course, super hyped for uh, Mortal Kombat that comes out in uh, the next couple weeks there, though I might not be able to play it right away because uh, I spent my money very stupidly this month and mm-hmm. I keep waiting for more to come in. So I might have to wait. Uh, did you see uh, that they were waiting to announce the final two fighters in the game, even though the whole roster had leaked and the second to last fighter? was a new version of natara the vampire lady and oh why did they wait so long to reveal it because megan fox is voicing
2: her yeah yeah i saw i saw that yeah i, th- I thought that was that that's pretty cool that pretty that's pretty cool
0: that's so cool i'm like i bet they're gonna make a jennifer's body joke then in the same trailer kung lao what did you do with jen's body
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh oh mortal kombat never change you are my favorite kind of stupid <laughs> Also, there's going to be a Jean-Claude Van Damme skin for Johnny Cage because, of course, they finally got Jean-Claude Van Damme to voice Johnny Cage in this new continuity.
2: That time, yeah.
0: Just just never change. Just keep with this, like, stupid, on-the-nose, ridiculous kung fu action figure movie fest. I love everything <laughs> about it. <laughs> and some people were all pissed off. Too. They're like, I'm not going to play it because Megan Fox is in. I'm like, you – you were fine when ronda rousey was in the last one they changed voice actors all the goddamn time yeah yeah the only thing that's consistent with this series is the inconsistency (laughs) i mean shit it's straight up dc comics they've rebooted their entire timeline like three times now
2: yeah exactly yeah
0: which also kind of makes me love it more where they're like that was fun let's do it over now (laughs)
1: let's
0: just go again but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I watched a lot of movies this week, actually, Matt. We're at that fun point in summer now where all the big blockbuster releases are finally starting to come out on streaming. They are, yes. I uh, watched Strays, that uh, Will Ferrell, mm. uh, let's do a cute talking dog movie, but the joke is is that it's an R-rated raunchy comedy for adults.
2: Hmm, Okay.
0: I I always knew I was going to see it because, you know, that's totally my jam. And why haven't they done more talking dog parody movies? Here's the thing that really put me over the edge and the thing I didn't know until the credits rolled. Uh, It's a Lord Miller production, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. Oh, nice. So not only is it really funny, it's actually way smarter than it should be because they're also kind of commenting on talking dog movies as a genre.
2: Yeah, Okay.
0: And fucking Dennis Quaid shows up just like as Dennis Quaid, and they have a whole bit there where they just fucking make fun of that's a dog's purpose and all those movies where dogs narrate. (laughs) It's really good. Uh, Randall Park is in it. He's very funny. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's a lot of actual surprisingly good shit in that movie. Cool, cool. I I watched that. What else did I watch this week? Oh, I watched The Last Voyage of the Dementor, which I wasn't going to
2: watch. I saw that as well. It was good
0: pleasantly surprising isn't it because yeah. like from all the trailers like it's fucking dracula on a boat but then you see the movie and it's like oh it's actually a lot smarter than that
2: yeah it's a, it's a bit more psychological
0: yes it's it's a lot more like the first aliens where it's like oh you're trapped in a small space with a killer monster or also the fact that because this is kind of like a weird prequel to bram Stoker's dracula book the fact that no one actually knows how to fight a dracula is kind of part of the movie
2: yeah it's pretty cool they, they're like learning how like what hurts it and everything
0: yeah where i'm like oh okay wow you actually have a good in universe reason to do that holy crap and i like the look of the dracula as well it's like a, I, it's like looks, looks like
2: nosferatu but like a little bit more like chunkier
0: yeah and then the more blood it drinks the more human it gets and the big fight at the end it's sitting there with its wings all covering up and it's like oh the wings look like a cape that's cool yeah
2: and and i like how how it ends because obviously we know he gets to london and everything yeah uh, i like that it also sets up like a somewhat sequel that could happen but i don't think it's probably gonna
0: happen no 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 that that sequel is just called dracula you just gotta watch dracula after that yeah yeah which 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 version take your pick whichever one
2: yeah whatever one you want
0: yeah, cuz it's pretty close there. He even kind of does the Gary Oldman thing, the Dracula, cuz he's got the top hat and the yeah. cane and everything else there. So I'm like, wow, they this they really made this an unofficial prequel to all the Dracula movies too. Yeah. Also, the, the main guy in that, I didn't know where I recognized him from. He was a uh, Dr. Dre in uh, or no, he 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 was in that straight out of Compton movie. I forget which one he played. he, he was one of the guys in that but he was really good in that and he's really good in this too
2: yeah Corey hawkins he's really good he's in the the sequel to uh the 24 series takes over from jack jack bauer yeah
0: that that whole movie is kind of like a wet dream for character actors because you got him you got polka dot man you got davos from game of thrones Mm
2: yeah it's all, all all the guys all those guys
0: <laughs> yeah hey i know that guy like literally the whole movie i'm like oh i know that guy i know that guy too <laughs> it's just it's just a whole great movie for character actors and i'm like man what a fun little movie that could i'm sure like all the movies i really enjoyed this week it didn't do jack shit at the box office which is why they dumped it on streaming as quickly mm-hmm. as they did but these these are movies so good that i think that will actually stay in rotation likewise uh i finally saw indiana jones i saw dial of destiny
2: now what did you think of it because this is a quite a decisive film. It
0: is, isn't it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I think it blows a crystal skull out of the water. Mm-hmm. I think Madrigal directed, or Mangold directed the hell out of it. And I actually really like how it undoes the happy ending from a uh, crystal skull.
2: So do I. So do I.
0: It's like, hey, what happened to him? Vietnam happened to him. Oh, yeah. okay. He got
2: really fucked up, yeah.
0: <laughs> he got really fucked up. I'm like, I buy that. And then to have like uh, Mads Mikkelsen's villain there be a Nazi, but also be part of Project Paperclip and to like find a good excuse for Indy to fight another equally old Nazi in the 60s.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was he he was Mads Mikkelsen's always a great villain.
0: He is like this, like this is kind of the role he was born to play. Like he's very much channeling the evil Nazi from the first uh, Indiana Jones from Mm -hmm. Raiders.
2: Very, very, yeah.
0: It, it ends in a place I was really not expecting. It, it
2: ends in a place where I thought, like, it was, I guess spoilers, but, like, they go back in time.
0: Yes. And should... I,
2: I, I fully expected them to just leave Indy there.
0: Same. I thought they were going to do that. Like, you know, because the Dial of Destiny is all about time travel. I'm like, oh, no, how far are they going to go with this time travel thing? Is Indy going to, like, try and stop the Kennedy assassination (laughs) or something? They actually use it quite reservedly. And then when they actually give the explanation for how the time travel works and how it can't really be abused or manipulated, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. You actually thought about this way more than you probably should have and actually you know it ends up in a much better place because of it
2: it's really interesting as well because you 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 think like when you first hear time travel you think oh he's going to go back and try and save his son or something or something like that but that's not how this time travel uh works or anything i can only go back into like set points
0: yeah, which I'm like, okay, you actually, again, put a lot of thought and effort into this. And also, he met fucking aliens in the last one, yeah. so, like, whatever. <laughs> whatever, yeah. <laughs> he, he met aliens, he had Jesus's goddamn cup, anything can happen in this fucking series at this point. <laughs> also, Sala was back, he's good too, I liked seeing him. Yeah. <laughs> he has a small role, but he's really good in it, and they even bring back the elbow thing from raiders in a very fun way where i'm like okay this one actually you know had a lot more thought and care put into this one
2: it it was it was really nice yeah i I really liked it and what did you think of like the de-aging stuff at the start
0: uh i thought some of it looked really good in some scenes but then in other lights i'm like oh no i can yeah I, i i can see the flaws in that
2: yeah when he has the helmet on it looks really good uh when it's like kind of like on a side-on shot it looks fine but then yeah it's it's weird when they have him like when they take the hood off of him and he's sitting in that chair all dead-eyed and and for some reason they still gave him like the 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 80 year old harrison ford voice for some they went all that trouble and just didn't de-age the voice at all
0: (laughs) well and also too that whole opening is like way longer than it should have been that opening should have been like half as long
2: yeah i guess it's because oh we've got this tech we want to like you might as well
0: use it yeah that's that's a perfect example of like you spent so much time you know knowing that you could you never thought if you should (laughs) Uh, but Phoebe waller bridge is really good in it too she's a fun indie sidekick and not quite like an indie girl and everything because she's you know she loves stealing and she's horny all the time which you know is what you want in a fun sidekick exactly she, she's more like indie than she's not and i'm like oh that's pretty good and we kind of get a new short round too we get a fun kid tag along sidekick who i also enjoyed more than i thought i would also you can tell they made this movie before the short round actors big career resurgence because you know they would have gotten him in for a cameo if they could have
2: i, I w- kind of wish they did i didn't particularly like that that kid because it just felt like they were trying to do short round again They're instead of something else round, yeah. new but um yeah it's just fine it's fine
0: he's perfectly fine man i would have loved it if at one point someone said look indy i know you're sad and depressed why don't you call your adopted chinese son you don't talk to anymore <laughs> i want that i want like indy spends the whole movie like ducking short rounds calls and then he finally shows up it's like well what, you don't take my calls anymore he
2: steals the dial just to get a hold
0: of indy oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man well i guess this is the only way you can talk to me huh dad <laughs> Um, shit, Matt. I think we just wrote a great sequel right there. Actually, short round starts stealing stuff just so Indy will talk to him again. <laughs> and it's like kind of sad, but like also kind of nice that they get back together. Yeah, and think, oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: hey,
0: hey, that's what that Disney Plus Indie TV series should be about. It's Indy on his deathbed. He's got to break out of like the hospital and everything. He's like, I gotta see my son again. No, my other son.
2: <laughs> that TV show even still happening
0: i have no idea i know they talked about it but everything's in fucking flux the the real idea is that nothing is happening anymore that's why this yeah. show is so different to everyone because there was no goddamn news this week we're talking about so this is just going to be me and matt talking about whatever
2: yeah yeah they, there's been really nothing just because yeah the strikes are, are yeah. happening and 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 uh the, the studios are starting to feel it they, they're starting to run out of things to talk about
0: <laughs> yeah we uh we talked about this earlier that this was going to happen eventually and it might affect the show and uh hey it happened earlier than i thought
2: <laughs> yeah good good hopefully these studios well like did you see like recently like the the studios i can't remember which studio it was might have been wb but they they came out and said out like oh the strikes are going to cost us it was something like 200 million or something and I'm um, i'm like well just pay you can the end this people because they because like it, like this the sag people were like well if you only paid us you know, 1% of that, you could actually, get us over back three years, you could, you know, get, we could get back to work at everything, but no, 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 we'll, so we'll waste all this money on PR firms and all this sort of shit just to, just to make sure we don't pay our writers and actors.
0: It's. It's the height of fucking arrogance, isn't it? It's like, why aren't you going to pay them? Because we don't want to. Because then we would lose. But you're losing two hundred million dollars a day doing this. Yeah, we know. We can take it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: It's
2: fine. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Like I said, it's going to be really interesting moving forward because then we're going to have the studios, and not even just the movie studios, but the TV studios are going to get really desperate and really interesting over the next little bit. Don't be Mm. shocked if they try and bring out like a ton of new reality show concepts, or maybe they'll try and dust off uh, game shows again. We might have another game show resurgence like we did during the last strike.
2: Yeah, well, I can't remember which channel it was, but they they started like padding out that like almost immediately started padding <laughs> out their their like schedule with like reruns of like reality shows and, <laughs> and stuff they like own whole out oh, and everything yeah. yeah
0: hey you know what would be a great thing to do now studios maybe try and find a way to resurrect all those projects that you wrote off for fucking tax reasons that people would love to see hey that batgirl movie hey the second season of pantheon any of that shit please and thank you <laughs> I mean, I know they never will, because I'm sure that would be a legal and logistical nightmare, but still. Yeah. yeah. But just fucking, hey, I just want to see those things, please. There's <laughs> <laughs> not too much to ask. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what's going on in that world right now. Was that all the movies I saw this week? Yeah, that was all the movies I saw this week. I got caught up on a lot, and I felt really good, where I'm like, man, I enjoyed all of those. Oh, no, wait, I saw Ninja Turtles. I saw the new Ninja Turtles, too. I haven't seen that one yet. Pretty good. boy. Boy, does it try hard to ape Spider-Verse, but that's a good thing because if you're gonna steal from a movie, you might as well steal from a fucking great movie. Yeah, might as
2: well steal from the best. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's really easy. You know, you just make a movie with a beautiful art style, a really, you know, heartfelt theme, a great soundtrack, mm-hmm. amazing voice actors, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you
0: watch, got it. Watch, watch it repeat. You know, make a make a story that's accessible to all audiences, and then hey, there you go, you got something great. Yeah. It also sets up a whole universe, too, because I think we're getting two seasons of a follow up show on Nickelodeon. And then, you know, they signpost it really hard for a for a sequel.
2: I know it's getting a video game as well
0: oh is it really yeah i know we're Hell getting that yeah. last ronin but is it getting another video game yeah too? a video
2: game tied into mutant mayhem yeah oh cool
0: cool cool captain coon helping us out in the chat thank you as always the money the studios lost could pay the striking workers for three yeah. or four years right yeah.
2: yeah well yeah someone like i can't remember who it was but like they worked it out where it's like like over you pay us this certain amount over three years and it's like one percent of like a yacht yeah that one of these people
0: owns arrogance pride and arrogance yeah. is all it is i i heard some people theorizing too where you know if the strike goes on much longer if one of these studios gets really desperate and really you know kind of feels the pinch who will be the first to jump and maybe try and work out their own deal with the writers and actors you need to be like okay come back to work for us and we will give you your demands because whoever does that will basically own every screen everywhere because they'll be the only ones allowed to make new shit exactly i, I...
2: You have to wonder as well it, whether that's what the AMTP or whatever the fuck they're called are doing. Mm, like they're maybe. all like they're all playing off each other just to like prolong it just that little bit longer, and then one of them will like Disney or someone crack. will just like crack and and and, and give in, yeah.
0: See, I I imagine, and again, you know, this is me putting my theory out here. We'll see how right I am in the future. I don't imagine it would be a Warner Brothers or a Disney, you know, one of these huge mega companies who can last longer. Mm. I imagine it would be like a smaller company, like fucking AMC or something is like, Mm. please, please come back and make TV for us. We can't keep, you know, the lights on that much longer.
2: Mm, Yeah, we we have
0: to see that we haven't had any new walking dead in five minutes
2: oh it's okay we've got a new we've got that daryl dixon show starting this week where he somehow travels to paris
0: is that actually what the Darryl that's actually
2: about? what that's the, i saw a trailer for that the other day because because it's coming out and i'm like how the fuck does he get to paris
0: that, in the that middle of serious. a
2: zombie apocalypse <laughs>
0: That it looks great like it looks
2: like it like the way it's filmed looks really great it looks like they're taking uh, advantage of it actually being filmed in paris and everything but, <laughs> but yeah it's like how how
0: walking dead is so wild to me because even if you like it i think you can admit that there's more bad walking dead stuff than good walking yes. dead stuff now and also kirkman probably would have ended the comic about a hundred issues before he actually did were it not for the success of the show and then when he finally decided he had enough money because that's a real thing deciding you have enough money he said fuck it the next one's the end and then it was
2: yeah and then he made fucking the invincible cartoon and everyone fucking loves that now as well (laughs) and
0: everyone loves that now too and now he's fucking cleaning up off the back of that which, again, hey, good for him. You know, he played his cards right. He waited. I, I think, you know, history will show that, you know, Kirkman, one of the best businessmen mm. in the world of comic books.
2: Absolutely.
0: And also, as I've told this story time and time again, a man who was just not afraid to fucking lie through his teeth, whatever it mattered. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. It's totally. You find out later it's about aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aliens definitely are going to be involved. Hey, gimme, g- gimme, gimme. <laughs> Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give I want to do this. And also I think he he only fought with one co-creator. He only had like one artist try and sue him. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think he eventually had to give it's... that dude like half the rights to battle Pope and like a bunch of other stuff.
2: Yeah, that's rookie numbers. You gotta pop those numbers up. You gotta yeah. you, you know, you gotta get to Todd McFarlane levels of like being sued.
0: <laughs> yeah, just being sued and like, yeah, Todd McFarlane looks at that and goes, that's fucking nothing, buddy. <laughs> i wake up in the morning i pour my coffee and then you know i get a hot cup of soup attached to that as well
2: (laughs) and then i I announced the third spawn film
0: (laughs) yeah again look whatever you do just don't name your characters after real people is all i'm saying (laughs) if i teach you nothing else just don't do that (laughs) now i gotta go make some toys uh i guess what else was going on here like i said i didn't even bother writing news down this week because there was barely anything uh you hear chris claremont's coming back for wolverine's 50th anniversary i know that's not a shock because he comes back for every x-men related <laughs> anniversary
2: yeah yeah it's not like he's retired or anything he's, he's yeah comes i know back
0: fucking everything <laughs> uh in other news uh the sky is blue and grass is green <laughs> except for when grass is blue like the music yeah <laughs> uh we're getting a cap wolf series that's cap wolf and the howling commandos that looks to be a horror thing co- coming out closer to halloween yeah cool right on uh blue beetle got a new number one which surprised me i thought that series was like done because they had like a special little like anniversary thing to tie into the release of the movie but apparently blue beetle is still going which means i guess that last mini sold good
2: is the new number one or is it a continuation that they've just renumbered as number one it-
0: it's probably a continue yeah it's a continuation yeah. of graduation day where yeah. they just changed so they probably commissioned two volumes but they're taking a page out of shang chi and they're being like fuck it just call it something new new number one cell
2: yeah it, it it comes out the same week as the movie it's fine yeah
0: yeah it's fine it's fine we're getting a jack russell and elsa bloodstone one shot uh werewolf by night also coming out during halloween Mhm.
1: Mhm.
0: feels like they probably should have struck while the iron was a lot hotter with that one when they had that werewolf by night disney plus uh special there but hey you know what may- maybe it'll work again because it is just such a standalone special maybe it'll become like a new halloween staple
2: maybe yeah it's pretty good
0: it was pretty good i'll definitely watch it again yeah uh we got more trailers for gen z the boy spinoff which i didn't actually watch any of the trailers because they kept getting buried in my feed
2: it looks pretty good
0: and it's like what, what,
2: what you'd expect you know superpowered teenagers at a school run by a corporation that's
0: pretty (laughs) evil you know yeah you gleam anything new from the trailers because again you know the the boys like the backbone of that series was like kind of mocking the new superhero dominated age of media for (laughs) my thing it was always like okay what's what's gen z's angle what's its thing you know what's its mocking what's its backbone
2: well i think they're taking a page from starlight story where like these are these are so some of the kids Mm. at least are ones that like actually want to be heroes right and And, it's how the
0: industry beats that out of them
2: yeah yeah and like the school is uh, the school from the look of it is designed to like do that as well to, to like corrupt them sort of
0: right so, yeah. so like I, I i was a bright-eyed bushy-tailed optimist you know who believed in things mm-hmm. and then i went out into the corporately run school world and they beat it all out of me and you know i i lost my smile and everything okay yeah that could work yeah in fact we don't get a lot of superhero stories like that you know how characters lost their optimism no you know and how- And and also how easy it is to lose the optimism and how keeping it is kind of what keeps you a hero when there is, you know, a whole world and in this case a whole corporate apparatus designed to, you know, crush it out of you and make sure people like that never become heroes because if people like that did become heroes, then the whole world of the boys would be fucked. We need to make sure that only amoral sociopaths get picked for this job, (laughs) which actually, shit, you know, the more I think about it, yeah, you could actually make a good show out of that. You could, yeah. There's actually a lot of material there. Again, it's funny that the boys got so much more interesting than when they took it out of uh, Garth Ennis' hands and you know gave it to other people to expand upon. Yeah, yeah. Which again, I I love how Garth Ennis is like treating the whole thing where he's like, hey, good on you guys. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that people are liking this thing that I wrote and that it still says created by me on it. <laughs> Yeah, he seems happy, too, where it's like, yeah, I'm probably making more money off this boys thing than any other deal I ever made. So, you know, good on you guys.
2: He's chasing chasing that Robert Kirkman money.
0: He is, too. And also, hey, uh, again, as produced by Seth Rogen, who, goddamn, I never thought Seth Rogen would become this huge power producer between this and Turtles and I'm sure whatever else he has coming down the pipeline while also acting.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, He acts in both of them, doesn't he?
0: Yes, again, he has small little bit parts. I mean, a—I uh, forget if he's Bebop or Rocksteady in the Turtles, but he's definitely yeah, one he's, of them.
2: He's one of them, yeah.
0: And and John Cena's the other one.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, here, I'm actually looking at his producer credits now. What does he have upcoming? Uh, a Very Backstreet Holiday, he's the narrator voice in that. Oh, Invincible Season 2, obviously. Kung Fu, uh, Kung Fu Panda 4, apparently he's going to be a voice in that. Oh, uh, Sausage Party Foodtopia i guess they're doing a tv miniseries off that oh yes
2: yeah because everyone's going to be clamoring for that
0: eh, i mean you say that i mean the first sausage party movie was actually a lot smarter than people gave it any credit for it sucked that apparently the animators on it got like abused and underpaid and everything hopefully they don't do that again <laughs> oh yeah that mufasa the lion king prequel movie they're doing <sighs> i forgot rogan is uh pumbaa in that oh he
2: is too that's
0: right He's also producing something called Being Mortal, based on the Being Mortal Medicine and What Matters in the End by Surgeon uh, Atel Gawande. It's a nonfiction book. So, again, he's producing another thing based on a book. Uh, Kiki Palmer is going to be starring in that. Okay. Uh, what, what else does he have going on as a producer? Because it's ironic his production stuff is the more interesting. Uh, he's producing Console Wars, which is also going to be a TV miniseries. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to be about, but looks interesting. Untitled 90s Project, Untitled Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, NBC Project. So it oh looks like they're God. doing a shows there.
1: God. He's,
0: he's, he's, he's fucking busy is what it looks like. It looks like and it, then, yeah. And then something called Miller's Girl, a creative writing assignment yields complex results between a teacher and his talented student. Jada Harley Barlett is going to be writing and producing that. It's gonna star Martin Freeman, Jenna Ortega, and Bashir, uh Salahuddin. That's a pretty interesting looking cast, I guess. Cool. Huh. Yeah, so a l- lot of very interesting, very unseth rogan-y things. Hard to believe this is the guy who started with all the weed and boner comedies, and now he's become one of the most interesting creators in Hollywood.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: man, you know, it's like don't don't count out comedic creators. Jordan Peele also started his life as yeah. a comedian. And- and now he's become one of the most interesting, must-watch must, must watch guys in horror and other such stories. Yeah,
2: Bill Hader put in one of the best drama performances of the last what? year. Right? <laughs>
0: How fucking wild is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Your Highness guy is now becoming such a big face to watch. <laughs> I guess, is that it? Is that every piece of news that came out this week? I feel like there's very little.
2: Yeah, I, I can't think of really any other news that came out i don't think so
0: no i can't think of much either yeah. you hear uh you hear jimmy fallon got in trouble apparently he's uh running a very unsafe unhappy work environment
2: oh it doesn't surprise me at all i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna steal red letter media's joke and say the only thing that jimmy fallon should host is a parasite <laughs>
0: You know, I never liked him, and I was a no. dude who like I I was a young person who watched SNL at the time when no young people were watching Saturday Night Live, and he always bugged me. Yeah, and I'm glad more people culturally are coming around to the fact that he kind of sucked. I think one of the best things, and one of our fans said it, where it's like, yeah, you know, Jimmy Fallon was really lucky all those years to have Will Ferrell and Tina Fey prop him up. And I'm like, yeah, right. The only reason people thought he was so good is because he was on one of the best modern eras in Saturday Night Live that produced more stars than just about any other time. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, you take them away. He's literally nothing. And yeah, as you said, like, yeah, there was always just something about him. That just bugged the shit out of me. I'm like, I don't. You, you seem so fake. I think it was like though. You see him in the talk show where he'll laugh at literally fucking anything. Yes, that's his, annoying. His, his uh, his guests will say, and it's just so fake and annoying. And and he's, yeah.
0: he's a bad host. He's a bad interviewer. And yet it was kind of the only job he could get because he failed so hard in his post Saturday Night Live solo career. Remember Taxi Cab? Everyone with <laughs> Queen Latifah? No, you fucking don't. <laughs> Remember fever pitch, that thing about baseball? No, you don't. Or if you do, you probably remember the much better British movie that it was based on when it was about European football. (laughs) And then he did nothing after that. (laughs) Then he did absolutely nothing but host and play himself in everything.
2: Yep, yep.
0: Which, which I feel had to be a real choice of his, where it's like, well, people hate me when I do anything else, so I can only just be myself from here on out. And apparently even just himself isn't great. <laughs> so how about that? <laughs> uh, Magmaster saying, I'm from New England, so I do remember that. Yeah, I guess you would, Magmaster. <laughs> I guess I guess that is kind of a big deal, because it is about the Red Sox and everything, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I, uh, I stand by what I said, that the only funny Jimmy Fallon sketch he ever did on Saturday Night Live was the Barry Gibb talk show, and the whole point of that sketch is that he's doing a terrible Barry Gibb impression that looks and sounds nothing like the real Barry Gibb, and every time he was outshone by Justin Timberlake, because that was around the time we were finding out that Justin Timberlake was actually pretty funny— mm-hmm is that he would steal that whole sketch and he would just basically say one monosyllabic word over and over again no i don't want to that was the whole sketch so there you go i saved you all the time and that's the funniest thing jimmy fallon was ever in and i stand by it thank you for coming to my ted talk uh yeah, the chat's saying too that uh the video game uh writers and actors might also be going on strike too. Yeah, I don't doubt Good. it. Everyone's going everyone's going on strike now, and they also deserve an airing yeah. of their grievances. In fact, I extra hope they do because there's so many video games I have not played. Can they please stop coming out for a minute?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I also think um disney's vfx artists were starting to talk about union unionizing they should yeah Yeah, they absolutely fucking should
0: (laughs) only good things can come from it if they unionize if they can set their hours if they can't be worked to death then shit's just gonna look better so exactly exactly they should and if that means stuff comes out slower it just means stuff comes out slower
2: yeah yeah that that's the big thing the studios need to realize you can't just pump it all out at like once
0: yeah, people, people are not machines. They are not presses. There's an actual human cost here mm-hmm. for your artistry, and that's what you're supposed to be making. You're supposed to be making art, not product. And yes, you can still make art that makes money, but come on, let's at least pretend like we're, you know, artists and dream weavers here, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Just for a minute. Oh, uh, another thing. This has nothing to do with comic books and barely has anything to do with nerd media, but it bears repeating. Did you see Uh, they dropped that commercial for uh chicken run the sequel that's coming directly to netflix
2: i i i saw they dropped it i didn't bother looking at it because i just
0: like <laughs> fuck yeah i can't blame you the original one was 20 years ago it holds a special place in my heart because i love aardman and also there was a time when i got snowed in and like the freaking northwest territories and that and the first x-men where i shoot you not the only two vhs's i had <laughs> So, I have watched the first X-Men and Chick Run Chicken Run to Goddamn nauseam
1: <laughs>
0: to where I've basically committed the whole goddamn thing to memory. The thing that is hilarious, and the only reason I watched the trailer was like, okay, so that first one was twenty years ago. That first one had Mel Gibson in it. What are you going to do with Rocky? Are, is he just not going to be in the movie? Are you going to kill him off off screen? Are you going to recast him? They recast him, Matt. Guess with who? It's <laughs> Zachary Levy. Zachary fucking Levy. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> talk about sidestepping a <laughs> pothole and jumping into another not so deep pothole. <laughs> <laughs> now, to their credit, animation takes forever. And this was probably before him fucking up and being a total embarrassment on social media and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. But still i just think it's so funny where they're like hey we'll get the shazam guy yeah that'll be great yeah everyone loves him right now oh no (laughs) oh what did we do (laughs) and and even better is
2: that he was in that in the next spy kids movie as well (laughs) as like the lead um yeah apparently it's like a reboot of the spy kids but it's still i think classes like spy kids Live or whatever the fuck number they're up to
0: yeah because they're all pretty old now the spy kids
2: <laughs> yeah yeah they're not kids anymore
0: i'm imagining it's the kids kids is the gimmick well oh,
2: i i i don't even think they're any way related to to like the, the first the first couple of films so know for a minute they're like joel McHale was in them <laughs> as, as like the dad or something and yeah you know, it's like he's not related to antonio banderas
0: no not at all <laughs> For, uh, for the record, I always liked uh, Alexa Vega because I thought she made some really interesting movies post-child stardom. She was in that Repo the Genetic mm-hmm. Opera movie I genuinely love so much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the only reason she was in it is because her little sister was the kid who gets terrorized in the first Saw movie. Oh, nice. Did you know that? That's the connection between them. <laughs> And, and apparently her little sister was like, hey, they're making this weird, like, horror metal musical thing. Did you want a piece of this? <laughs> it'll be you and Paul Sorvino. <laughs> it'll be fucking weird. And it'll be this big cult hit. Oh, yeah, you guys in Paris Hilton. <laughs> and this lady was like, yep, got to get a piece of that. And she did. <laughs> but, yeah, so I want to talk about what we read this week, Matt. Again, we could just sit here and vamp forever talking about nothing. yeah. Uh, Where we want to start this week, Matt, again, I read a handful of books. I actually got to read a little more this week because Adventures with Superman came to an end, so I was finally able to free up a spot for uh, more comic reviews.
2: Uh, Let's talk about uh, Gotham War, which continued this week.
0: Yes, it's the second part of this story, and man there's so many things to talk about this book that actually have nothing to do with the book at all. I could go on about how characters are acting a little out of character, well, more than a little out of character. But the thing I keep coming back to is like, man, Every time comics try and do like a Civil War esque story where they try and pose a moral or philosophical argument to the reader, so many of the worst, most vocal people online just make the whole thing so goddamn tedious to the point where I'm like, okay, this is why comic books don't try anything more difficult than just good guys versus bad guys. Because anytime they try and introduce any shade of gray or try and make you question the hero's motives at all, a lot of people have a big old meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh the evil mathematician saying there i'm sorry but will you finish your my hero uh academia review of season one well i started that like what three four years ago when the pandemic <laughs> happened
2: finish I mean, it joel yeah, finish,
0: finish it <laughs> finish it you know what for fucking april i should just do it shouldn't i for like april 1st i should just have that come out on just like a random ass tuesday
1: yeah
0: <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll say to you, evil mathematician, never say never. If there's another world pandemic or for any reason comics have to slow down and I need to (laughs) fill the void with something, maybe I will. Or again... (laughs) just maybe on a fucking tuesday i will just do it yeah yeah. (laughs) the answer is i was able to do that because i was able to free myself up because i had more time to sit down and like entrench myself in a show but when new comics come out every week and i gotta live and do other stuff and i'm doing two animated shows a week or i was for the last two months there it's just impossible to put it in but also never say never (laughs) yeah Yeah, so Gotham War. The big thing here now is that it's Batman and Catwoman. They're fighting each other with the fate of Gotham hanging in the balance because Selina thinks she's found a better way to save the city by basically creating a henchman hiring crisis amongst the supervillains by taking them in and essentially turning them into Robin Hoods to steal from the rich and give to the poor. And Batman's like, fuck you, my parents were rich. Also, all crime is crime. But
2: that that first issue, I I said on Twitter, like you 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 could tell, you you could feel the join where where uh, where Chip Zdarsky was writing one page and then Teeny oh, sure. Howard would write the next because the characters were like like changed on the dime. Like you said, like that yep. part where, where like Bruce talks about his his his, his rich parents is like mm-hmm. a giant outburst. To, yes. to, and it's like oh this is what teeny howard wrote because this is yes. a catwoman centric uh page
0: yes having a full temper tantrum when yeah. as soon as i saw that page i'm like oh oh this one page here is going to outlive this entire yeah. series as a meme i can already tell
2: yeah because it was it's so out of character
0: <laughs> the, the whole thing is out of character yeah. renee montoya yeah is, like, really bad in this, too, when you're reminded, like, oh, yeah, she's still commissioner of police, and she's giving Batman and the superheroes a hard time, and I'm like, you were a superhero. What the fuck are you talking about?
2: Yeah, yeah. What the fuck?
0: It's fucking wild. Uh, Jimenez's art is pretty good, though.
2: It is in the, in the second issue. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's pretty good.
0: It's pretty nice looking. Again, you know, the, the whole idea here is that it's basically a, a moral battle between Batman's, you know, Zorro style of justice and Catwoman style of, you know, friggin' Robin Hoodism, you know, eat the rich, that sort of thing, which, much like Civil War, you know, is like perfectly fine on its own but people want to keep blowing it up and making it everything that it's not and even in the story itself it's not really about that it's actually a much pettier argument about batman and catwoman arguing about their marriage falling apart and everything i'm like that doesn't seem like a great idea to build an event around and even even the sidekicks in the story are like wow this feels really uncomfortable this feels like our parents are fighting and we're stuck in the middle of it and i'm like shit if you feel like that guys imagine how we the reader feel (laughs)
2: yeah i i mean th- like the entire event should have just been them sorting their shit out from all like the wreckage of like tom king's run mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. like sorting through all that shit you didn't have to build an entire event around catwoman trying to take over the city and, mm-hmm. and everything and then everyone just immediately turning on batman because batman is not in a very good place now because Zur is trying to get out, even though literally, literally, last the last Batman issue, he put him away in the cage.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The Captain Kun, the rogues have gone from guild level tens to guild level sixes. Yes, thank you for the Venture (laughs) Brothers joke. I appreciate that. They re they they really have. I love all the supervillains meeting up. It's like, geez, you know, it's really hard to be a costume supervillain when we don't have a legion of hired goons building our freeze-rays and carrying our giant pennies around. Which, which is another thing, too, because, like, this whole thing, like, it literally falls apart the second you start pulling strings on it, where it's like, well, why can't they have the best of both worlds? Why can't Batman go and deal with the supervillains now when they're weakest while well, mm. Catwoman has their henchmen busy? Why can't they do that? Oh, because the story would be over if they do that. <laughs> you
2: would think that Batman would think about that as well. It's like, hmm, all the all of the, these people are over here. But these ones aren't over here. and They've got mm-hmm. their backs to me, so I'm just going to go, you know, deal with them straight away.
0: And and so, like, lack of, like, reading comprehension on so many people who watched my video where they're like, oh, the Bat Family turned against Batman. They're the worst. He needs to cut them all out of his life right now. I'm like, guys, guys, calm the fuck down. You're at, like, 11s. Let's get you at like a two. They didn't. The bulk of the Bat family wanted to stay out of the fight because they understood what a petty argument this was, and also because there is technically no violent crime for them to fight in Gotham Mm -hmm. right now. What the hell are they going to do? Just, you know, uh, roam the streets going after white-collar criminals? I mean, they should. They always should (laughs) be, but they don't because that doesn't make for interesting comics. The only one who really turned against him was Jason, and Jason has always had one fucking foot out of the Bat family anyway, does it surprise you that he's turned on and, him because and he, and he just
2: did it he really just did it just because just to stir shit
0: yes and also to catwoman's plan of like i will control and direct crime jason's had that plan like three different times only yeah. his plan usually involved <laughs> killing people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so of course he's going to join up with catwoman because he's basically had the same plan <laughs> i'm sure he's a little jealous Where are like, hey you stole my idea <laughs> Also, also, Jason went like two costumes in back in time. What's up with that? I uh, f- don't. It's, it's probably because they didn't fucking remember what Jason wears. I just thought it was funny that he went two costumes back. The yeah. Bat Family only got involved in that last issue to try and stop their brother and father from fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And because Batman's all ganked up on Zerd, ah, fuck you all! Look at my new metal hand. It shoots smoke. <laughs> So at least he did have a moment of self-reflection later on when he's back at the house being like, God damn, what the hell did I do? <laughs> like waking up from a bencher god i fought the woman i love i fought my family oh my god i'm falling to pieces over here
2: (laughs) but even then like like Zer and his own mind is still fucking with him because Mm -hmm. uh he he finds out that uh wayne manor got sold to someone and and he 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 immediately thinks it's selena it's selena like fucking with him and buying his house and his mother's pearls and she's gonna Mm -hmm. be wearing them in the house and everything and 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 it's just just vandal savage (laughs)
0: yeah it's me vandal savage i bought your house dummy you should really be yeah. looking at your financials and
2: and 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 it seeks to imply that because he bought the house he now knows that bruce Wayne is batman
0: well obviously he went rummaging through all the underwear drawers when he was there <laughs> and he was he was able to sniff it out he's like ah yes that batman musk now i know <laughs> this is my plan i will say that does make the second issue a lot more interesting to have Mm. vandal savage show up where it's like okay so this isn't just gonna be a you know deeply petty pissing contest between batman and catwoman there's actually other layers here i
2: i would honestly love it though i know it's not gonna happen if it was completely unrelated
0: yeah that would be funny (laughs) he
2: just turned up at like the worst possible time and because of that batman's gonna make him regret it
0: Yeah, vandal, get out of here. We're in the middle of something. <laughs> also, a uh, ninja consultant six shot tells us that uh, Jason went back to his costume in that Joker book. Really, he did. Oh, in, why, the, in, in
2: the, uh, the 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 Joker Matthew series? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay.
0: Apparently, he went back to the costume there. I don't know why, but he did. All right, good for him, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Also, too, like it. Also, like at least Jason's like doing shit that matters now because, like. People are saying they're like, oh, you know, he was so much better written in the Lobdell years. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) over there where nothing he did fucking mattered here. At least he's doing stuff that affects the main story. Yeah. In some
2: way. He's part of the family.
0: And they're like, oh, you know, they, you know, they fucking ruined his character. Jason's always been a prick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's always been like
0: this. He's always been a prick. He's always been in the outs with the family. And he'll come back, too, because Batman is endlessly forgiving. And that that's a bit I love, too, where, like, the book doesn't say this, but the book obviously wants you to think about it, where uh, Batman's like, oh, I can't stand Catwoman taking in all these henchmen and giving them, you know, brand-new skills. And Jason be like, isn't that exactly what you did with us, though?
2: <laughs> that's different.
0: <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't I not be a henchman? And Batman being like, yeah, well, I trained you to be better people, not better criminals red hood was a mass murderer for years he terrorized the city with the skills you taught him uh damien was an assassin for years and still kind of falls back yeah, cassandra on was people
2: an people. assassin you know
0: yeah who killed people uh friggin your son had a goddamn gulag for a couple years there and also fought against you for like two events in a row <laughs> kate, kate kane worked for the military and murdered clayface yeah i know he was fine later but you were all really mad at her in the moment yeah <laughs> It's, it's funny how batman is like oh yeah second chance is better people but on my terms
2: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: which again the book doesn't say that because the book is trying really hard to be even-handed which, which people don't seem un- to understand which like oh they're being so mean to batman they're really you know they really hate batman <laughs> the, no no they,
2: he, he deserves all of this as well this everyone is terrible in this book <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah a everyone is terrible in the book b they're also really pulling their punches also they don't bring it up too but i think catwoman killed someone just recently in the catwoman book yes and she uh might,
2: val yeah. valmont Mont. yeah yeah
0: yeah, and like Bruce tried to get her out of jail using mm-hmm. his money and his lawyers, and she said no. So again, it's like, oh, so you're fine with murder when it's on your terms?
2: Yeah, yeah, they're all complete hypocrites, and it's, it's the same thing as well. It's like like Catwoman thinks she's doing all this good and everything with like her her people and like 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 consolidating them, and they like, oh, it's all it's safe crime and everything, and yet one of her, one of her people is using like fear toxin. And yes. just like like all this horrible horrible stuff and and that uh
0: that, that, that was fright she was an yeah. uh, old scarecrow yeah. number two yeah breaking Actually,
2: people know... out of jail with clayface and uh what what's her name the the woman of clayface do do do, do oh, a, oh lady Clayface. Uh, yeah, yeah lady, lady clayface. clayface I can't remember what her name is yeah
0: yeah again how wonderfully generic lady clayface yeah Maya. My favorite thing, actually, about uh, Catwoman's Inner Circle, and I'm sure most people didn't catch this, there's the Yakuza princess there, uh, Echo. That was mm-hmm. the lady from the Genevieve Valentine run who was A, briefly Catwoman in that series, and B, was also Selena's lover when they tried mm. that out for a bit. Mm. I just think it's funny that they brought her back in this story of all things. I'm like, ah, people remember that. Uh-uh. They should just
2: bring that back for wholesale and just, just say that. Fuck it, the... The, the uh the the bruce and selena are off although that can't actually happen because uh this event is referenced in the recent uh JSA, jsa issue is it fucking
0: seriously yeah
2: because because uh helena is still is still like there alive so this has to happen and they eventually do get back together and everything
0: but, but didn't she become a time she's paradox technically a time paradox thing.
2: yes but they're also like yeah, i think jeff johns is having his cake and eating it too he really like, yeah is. well it, it is it did happen but yeah yeah I, I i
0: like that last jsa story but at the same time it's like jesus christ jeff johns all of your characters can't be fucking time paradoxes you did it <laughs> once with reverse flash now you can't stop everyone's a time paradox you get to be a time paradox and you get to be a time paradox uh evil mathematician helping us out again did you read the spider-man annual when mj paul and Pete become friends the joker and no i saw that that uh, that the like main story in that last annual was all about hollows eve and i said get fucked i'm not reading this <laughs> i already have to read the main spider-man book that i kind of don't like most of the time i am <laughs> not reading an extra annual <laughs> Eat, miss me with all that shit is what i said <laughs> But yeah, Gotham War, it's, it, it's a really hit or miss thing. Some of it's kind of cool and kind of interesting and the Jimenez art is there and it looks like it might get better, but it's also just an uncomfortable read. If I was to mm. sum it up in one word, it's an uncomfortable. The actual like meat of what's going on in the subtext of it all is uncomfortable because it's just selena and bruce being incredibly petty and not working out their bullshit and making the whole city suffer because of it yeah
2: i, I think it's too blo- too what's much too bloated because then it, again it should have just been both of them in a room just sorting their shit out no <laughs> no big event no big event you could have done that across batman and catwoman but just yes. no bacon in an event <laughs>
0: yeah no we need a special omega and alpha issue yeah, we also need a I,
2: I red hood tie-in for some reason yes and yeah
0: well i mean i mean red hood doesn't have a book right now so i mean why oh, not i guess oh
2: it's such a it's such a a loss he doesn't have such
0: a, book. such a loss. he doesn't have a book i i do think it's hilarious though that damien is the one the one member of the Bat family who backs batman and it's like because damien just cannot help but be slavishly cultishly devoted to one of his parents yeah well
2: that's in there just because they have batman uh coming out this week this week yeah that's that's to remind you that that's happening
0: and again i think it's so hilarious that batman welcomes damien with open arms and i'm like hey weren't you fighting him in the last two events (laughs) yes i know the devil was involved in everything too but i think it's so hilarious where batman's like you're on my side well it's forgiven then You're my good son. Look, I have a board of all the good sons. Dick was up here. Now he's down here. And you, Damien, you're up here. And Jason, you know, we're just going to throw that away. <laughs> Jason's got to earn his way back up on the board is what he's got to do. Actually, you know what? Stephanie Stephanie Brown, she's a good son now, actually. There you go. How about that?
1: <laughs> Fuck
0: you, Jason. <laughs> Gets to be a good son now. <laughs> Macaulay Colkin, also very good son.
1: <laughs>
0: That's a hell of a reference, everyone. <laughs> again i'm also actually interested to read that red hood tie-in now because they are basically having jason just go full asshole all the time yeah yeah where it's like good you know that's always when he was the most interesting i i have never and this is you know fully i will admit my own bias i never fully gelled with good guy anti-hero jason
2: no it never never works you couldn't they could never get it to work
0: like they tried and some people again some people liked the old runs he's had some good stories here and there i'm not going to say they've all been bad but at the same time i'm just like not as interesting
2: yeah you, just, you gotta make him that villain the failed robin
0: yeah. You know. Or or at least even just make him like an anti villain, if you must. Have him be a guy who's always in the outs with the bat family. Cause mm. he really should be, because he has fucking guns and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You can you can do as many panels as you want with him loading in rubber bullets, but he's still using fucking guns.
0: <laughs> the thing that Batman hates more than anything. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: that never sat right with me, and that Batman let him wore the Bat symbol. Or if you're gonna do that, make that part of the story too. Have Bruce say, You want to wear the Bat symbol, you're not allowed to use any guns.
1: Yeah yeah
0: and then he's like fine fuck you crowbars i'm gonna dual wield crowbars now (laughs) sure whatever that's fine that's your
2: trauma you don't use my trauma
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly don't use use your own trauma (laughs) (laughs) that's a new rule too batman's putting up on the board use your own trauma (laughs) hey dick you want to learn to start fighting with trapezes as soon as you learn to beat up a villain with a trapeze then you're going to be in business now Barbara it's gonna be really hard for you because you're gonna to have to weaponize an inattentive father. Good good luck with that.
2: Yeah, you gonna to have to weaponize this wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, how are you gonna do that
0: good good luck with that that oh,
2: actually would be speaking pretty awesome oracle with like a wheelchair with like missile launches on it and Shh. everything that'd be Fuck pretty yeah.
0: fucking cool <laughs> give her give her one of those hover ones from x-men yeah <laughs> captain Kuhn helping us out again speaking of batman's infinite forgiveness nightwing tried to kill joker and steph started a gang war that killed people unless they aren't canon anymore no i think those are all canon now because everything has come back yeah i just don't they they just choose not to talk about in fact if we want to talk about weird nightwing inconsistencies with Catwoman's whole oh we gotta eat the rich and everything there you know batman's way doesn't work it only leads to more recidivism i feel like dick was just there sweating a little bit oh god i hope she doesn't remember i'm a billionaire
2: yeah i hope she i hope she i hope she doesn't remember that bruce technically isn't a billionaire anymore but i am thanks to alfred and but i'm like using but he's okay because he's using his money for good He's yeah, he's, like, yeah, he's yeah. actually using his money in in Bloodhaven and and everything yes. and she doesn't really care about Bloodhaven cuz you know it's no. it's across the river it's it's like New and, Jersey and-
0: and because this is a petty pissing contest and yeah. it's not about anything she's saying, it's about, yeah, yeah, I wanted Nightwing to pop up and be like, well, actually, as a new billionaire, uh, I'm using my money to create social safety nets and, you know, fight the root causes of crime. And I'm actually making great strides. You see, I've emptied cash bail and shut the fuck up, Nightwing. No one's talking to you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny teviot question, what happened to Robin War? Is that canon? Yes, it's just no one talks about it anymore or it was thinks so, about it. So,
2: so years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, God, that was fucking a hundred years ago. Yeah. The only thing I remember about that story is that's how they finally uh, dealt with Lincoln March in the Court of Owls. That was like the final nail in their coffin. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's leave Gotham War behind. There's potential, but it's a very uncomfortable series, and it's one that yeah. uh, I don't like talking about uh, even on my own channel because fans have made it impossible to talk yeah, about. Oh,
2: God, yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the the discourse. I hate the discourse, which is why I am now part of it. <laughs> uh, what else did you want to talk about, Matt? Uh,
2: well, I'll talk, talk about a book that actually had discourse, and it. It's surprising because, like, I didn't think this book would have discourse, but apparently mm-hmm. it does, and now, like, looking at him, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course it would. Uh, and that's Fire and Ice, Welcome to Smallville. Oh, yeah, that did come out this week. Fuck, I meant to pick yeah. that up. How was it? People fucking hated this book. Of course they but, do. But <laughs> it's, it's really fucking good. It's really fucking good. I think so, they so hate it because all it's- the right people it's, hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, they hate it, but I'll tell you why they hate it. It's pretty obvious two women two women main characters and it's about social media
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. geez guys who are losing your minds it's almost like you're not the main you know target audience for this one <laughs> or something
2: uh yeah so this spins out of their uh that backup they had in the power Girl special where they got into a big public fight with guy gardner and kind of almost like got people killed so <laughs> superman decides he's going to send them to smallville so they can cool off
0: and <laughs> you're on timeout.
2: they can cool off they they also remember that uh Superman is clark kent thanks to the neural link that they set up when they were part of justice league international back in the That's
0: 90s right. oh wow um, nice callback
2: yeah um so th- they end up going there and they they put all their savings into uh opening a uh disused hair salon <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. and to- torah ice is is looking uh, forward to doing something new and like sort of like calming things down and everything but fire is like no she's like addicted to fame and social media and she's well, of like, course no i i need to like be a hero because that's like all i'm good at you know i'm not good at anything else i need to do this uh, and she ends up putting everyone in jeopardy when she she puts like a uh like a video challenge out uh, to, to like villains to come to Smallville and challenge her and King Shark does uh, and he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's immediately stopped by Superman because it's fucking Smallville of course Superman will like have that you know keep be keeping an eye on Smallville of course. Um, hilarious so uh that ends up kind of splitting up the team a little bit and uh we get some great stuff with martha kent being a supporting character and and coming by with pie and wisdom and and introducing uh the girls to like the supporting cast one of which who worked in the salon before it shut down so she's back working there and she kind of learns like who these people are because she thinks they're just like out of town weirdos like yuppies (laughs) and she's like oh no they're like superheroes who have like a robot who's like working in like the salon as well and everything <laughs> and, yeah it's, it's a lot of fun and 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 fire just starts making things worse where she 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 promises not to like like do anything rash again but she ends up calling up ambush bug and asking him to come <laughs> to smallville so she can beat him up on camera and and like look like the big hero and everything
0: oh that's funny yeah, yeah. That, that sounds like my jam that sounds like something i would very much enjoy this it's sounds great. like it's it's this sounds like it's already pegged to be like a cult classic. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it, it's great. Good, good on them for rolling the dice and doing something different. Yeah, I uh, I guess hey, from one female led DC series to another. Uh, I had Birds of Prey number one this week from Kelly Thompson. Hmm. This uh, this one kind of knocked my fucking socks off. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. This one was surprisingly great. This this book had probably one of the best first-page reveals I've read in a comic, and I don't even know how long. Yeah? Yeah, it's, it's Oliver and Dinah. They're hanging out, and the book is sure to say that, hey, this takes place after the events of that Green Arrow book that's still ongoing. Mm-hmm. And Black Canary is all upset. She's got a very important mission she needs to go on, but she can't tell anyone. It needs to be super secret. She can't even tell Batgirl, who, of course, has been her friend forever and a regular on the Birds of Prey. Mm -hmm. Dinah's going to have to get uh, get together a whole new Birds of Prey team, and and they can't be like anyone else. They need to be scary. They need to be savage killers. They need to be warriors. And the reason she's putting this team together is because she needs to get back her daughter, Cynthia Lance, the Gale Simone crew. Creation from the 2006 series, who I'm sure if you've listened to this show long enough, you've heard me reference. Hey, remember when Black Canary had a daughter? Black Canary had a daughter she adopted. How come no one ever talks about her anymore? <laughs> well, Kelly Thompson remembers. <laughs> and I guess because Ollie's gotten his, you know, happy ending where he gets to have all his kids back and everything, <laughs> maybe it's time that, you know, Dinah gets to have her kid back. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the whole issue is just spent with them, you know, recruiting people, Cassandra Kane, Big Barda, fucking Zealot. <laughs> zealot? I know, freaking Zealot of all people, and then Dana, even Dana's like, why, why am I recruiting Zealot? Well, she's scary looking and she has swords.
2: Yeah, okay, okay.
0: And, and of course, she's, she's stooping, uh, what is it, uh, frickin' her other teammate there, Grifter, when, uh, they get, rec- when she gets recruited. Good old Grifter. Good old grifter, man. He's he's sticking around there, man. He refuses to go.
2: <laughs>
0: the, the but book everyone just also... forgets he's there. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, again, it can't can't disappear if I forget you. The books like art is really interesting, too. It's this kind of pastel neo like old timey art where it like looks like something you would have seen in a golden age book. But it's drawn <laughs> with like modern colors and techniques. Cool. It's very interesting. No other book looks like this. Nice so already that grabbed me uh the big twist oh and uh, harley they got to get harley on it too so this is technically harley's first time on the birds of prey
2: <laughs> Which is just hilarious to think about they made a whole, After they fucking made a film. whole movie
0: <laughs> I know. And she's only now on the team and she's only on the team because Cassandra vouched for her because like, yeah, you know, we got a pretty tough team of, you know, stone cold badasses, but we need someone unpredictable. We need an X factor. And Cassandra's like, what about Harley? Oh, no, really? Harley? Yeah, Harley. Because, you know, when I fight her, even she, even I find her to be unpredictable. <laughs> And my whole thing is I'm supposed to be able to speak the language of violence and I'm supposed to read uh, body movements and everything. And I can't read Harley. She, she even she doesn't know what she's going to do next. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, fair enough. Harley has a great joke, too, when they come to recruit her. Where she's like, oh, no, this isn't another suicide squad, is it? <laughs> I don't do those anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm like, fair enough. Uh, the big twist is is that they need to get Cynthia Lance back from the Amazons. Apparently, she's being held captive Ooh. on the Themyscira, and the only reason they know that is because of their last secret member of the team, who they don't even reveal until the final page. Ooh, the final member is Mia Maps Mizuguchi, aka that girl from Gotham Academy. Remember that shit? or remember that comic, Matt.
2: I do remember that comic. I don't remember the character.
0: Yes, she was the big breakout character, had a lot of followers there. But it's not Maps as we know her. She's going by the name Meridian now because she's traveled back in time. Okay. So she's now a time-traveling superhero trying to stop disaster. And I'm like, okay, so this book is just a big old love letter to fans and continuity and everything else. And I'm like, all right, in, in, so in. <laughs> so fucking in give me more please thank you kelly thompson <laughs> <laughs> if if i am good will you give me more of this because the, basically the best compliment i can give this series is it's very gail simone-esque <laughs> and i'm all about that and I, I i very much felt like that scene in django you know before you had my interest now you have my attention <laughs> that
2: that does sound pretty good
0: so yeah i'm out here evangelizing for this book now no seriously everyone read it because i want more of this <laughs> good good mix but yeah that's birds of prey big a big surprise this week i'm glad i checked it out because i almost cool. didn't
2: yeah no it, it sounds good yeah I, I was kind of on the fence because i'm like ah oh, Harley quinn's on this team again she's just gonna take the spotlight from everyone again because it's Harley quinn and
0: she does not it is yeah. a black canary story through and through cool cool yeah if you like old birds of prey you will like this nice uh I, I i had two more what about you cool uh
2: i had a dark droids issue too
0: ah uh, yes yeah, star wars the big new event which from what you tell me is moving on at a pretty good clip
2: it is yeah yeah because we get like an issue a week throughout the month and and then it ends with like a, a an issue of the actual event and uh yeah things get a little bit fucked up this issue um so the the scourge which is what this infection that's infecting robots is, is is spreading more and obviously last issue it was revealed that c-3po was uh taken by it um and we we learned that the the scourge is trying to figure out like what it wants to be next and it wants to it wants to be organic and not not in the sense that it wants to like take over another organic it wants to become mm. like an organic being itself uh, and it, it it's it's kind of fucked up how it does it. So firstly, uh, C3PO ends up like shooting R2d2 out of like an airlock because R2 finds out there's something wrong with his friend. So mm-hmm. so, so he ends up there are no no witnesses it spaces him and everything and then he finds Luke and luke talks to him about the force because the the droid sees him like levitating some stuff and and he sees him doing it with his like cybernetic hand (laughs) and and because of that the scourge comes to the conclusion that cyborgs can use the force
0: oh so what it seems
2: bad (laughs) yeah so so then what it tries to do is the star destroyer it took over it starts like butchering the crew and, like, grafting, like, arms and torsos onto, like, <laughs> droid parts, trying to, like, get it to work, like, get, like, a, a cyborg body to work, but none of it- Oh, en- that's nightmare fuel. Yeah, oh, it's, it's fucking horrifying. Uh, none of it ends up working. Um, um, And then they decide, like, okay, so we need someone with, the, like, the force- Um, so they end up like looking through like files and stuff and they come up with a target and, and, uh, C-3PO is sent after this target and he has to like get off the, the, the rebel fleet, uh, before anyone can see him. So he ends up causing like all these explosions across the fleet to cause like, uh, chaos in the fleet. So he can sneak away so he can go and find Darth Vader
0: because Darth Vader
2: is a cyborg and 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 he can use he can use the force and so they want to find him and possibly try and take him over or something it's not really made clear what they want to do with darth vader but they want to find him to try and i guess study him and study how a cyborg like him can use the force (laughs) yeah and 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 that's going to be extra fun because this is c3po going after darth vader darth vader created c3po yeah that's pretty cool well shit yeah huh
0: that's pretty interesting. Also, hey, shit, we were supposed to talk about Ahsoka, but we didn't yet.
2: Let's talk about so, Ahsoka, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're four episodes deep in this and because we got a good Star Wars thing going. I'm liking it, but I always knew I was going to like it
2: same same because it's
0: because it's more rebels i think at this point you're either fucking in or you're not yeah
2: it's it's rebels what season five or something or whatever the next season of rebels is basically
0: see see, see, i would say it's actually rebel season six because apparently there was a whole couple years worth of adventures after rebels that we did not see
2: yeah yeah and i guess we will see them at some point maybe i don't know
0: i don't know that feels like uh what is it filoni keeping that in his back pocket it's like well we might do more animated stuff i don't know <laughs> gotta keep that one close to the checks uh josh ty helping us up there kelly thompson birds of prey book is her first dc work is it really huh
2: that can't be right
0: i'm sure I mean, she's
2: done something for dc beforehand i sure i'm sure i've seen like her name on dc books somewhere
0: Again, unless we're just burn stained bears again. I mean shit, Jason Aaron is doing his first Batman story ever, so I mean it's not impossible. Huh.
2: That's true, yeah
0: but yeah ahsoka i kind of like this idea they're running with is they're basically trying to recontextualize the force again and bring it Mm -hmm. back to what it was in the original trilogy Mm. and then it's like no you don't need metachlorians you don't need parents who were jedi or anything like that you can just do it if you train hard enough it's that
2: old uh, that thing yoda said through uh empire strikes back the force is in everything every living Mm. thing has the force and it touches everything it's in everything and everything can touch it back
0: Yeah. And I mean, shit, even Kanan said basically the same thing when he was training Mm -hmm. Ahsoka to use the Darksaber and everything else. They were like, you know, she could be a great Jedi if she wasn't such a stubborn Mandalorian. Yep. And that's basically at the heart of everything she's doing in the show. She's just a bit of a stubborn Mandalorian. Even Ahsoka, too, who is, you know, basically come full circle from peppy Padawan learner to now being the stoic put upon Jedi mentor. Mm hmm. Which is a great journey, and even right down to imparting classic Jedi uh, tricks there, like the "oh, you got to put the helmet on, and you got to learn to fight blind."
2: Yeah, that that was cool. That was cool. I
0: love I love that idea that that continues, that you know, the Jedi uh, teachings and philosophy continue like that mm-hmm. from generation to generation. Yeah, we uh, we also get some more great animated series connections too. uh We finally meet Harris Kid again. Yeah, Jason. Action i was so worried i'm like they're not going to show the kid are they they're not going to show us the kid then the second i said that he comes rolling out with chopper i'm like thank fuck <laughs> yeah and
2: he looks exactly like him as well
0: sure does and the show is also quick to meet fans off of the past where it's like hey his dad was a pretty goddamn good jedi too why isn't he doing jedi training right now that seems like that should probably be a big deal and his mom being apprehensive for pretty good reasons where it's like yeah. being a jedi got your dad fucking killed
2: yeah he got your dad killed uh, it kind of fucked up uh, Ahsoka's life, and it looks yeah. like it might be fucking up Sabine's life as well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I don't want that for you. I want more for my child. And I'm like, wow, that's really interesting, and you can't blame her for that. Mm -hmm. Also, more animated series connection to the uh the friggin' counselor there who doesn't want to give Hera the ships. That's the dad of the guy from Resistance. And I'm like, Oh fuck, a resistance connection. I wasn't expecting that.
2: Senator uh Ziono is is Kaz Kaz's father. Yeah, and he's a dick.
0: He is. He was a dick in that show, and he's a dick in this too. Yeah. but man you know it's also not totally his fault because they've kind of written the new republic to be fucking stupid <laughs> i'm
2: i like how they're writing the new republic how it wasn't just some happy ending everyone mm-hmm. lived happily ever after you've got all these senators who like oh we haven't been in power for mm-hmm. so long i'm just gonna like start grabbing what i can and 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 as not letting go case. yeah yeah you- as what would happen and then like like in that episode where they stole, uh still the hyperdrive module you've got like People who were ex-Imperial now working the yards again. And it's like, of course they're going to be fucking still you know loyal to the empire they're just like they're just because it, it means they're not in front of like a, a firing squad
0: squad yeah which again i like the lady says that without a hint of irony where it's like we've reintegrated former imperials yeah. at every level of it our worked infrastructure completely
2: it worked it worked so super well it's so good
0: <laughs> yeah we we made them take an oath of loyalty what what do what what, 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 you, what you expect yeah, yeah it, they, they, they crossed their an
2: fingers and promised
0: <laughs> yeah we, yeah we made them pinky swear no takesy backsies no more space knots. Nazis. You can't break a pinky swear, Hera. That's a sacred bond. (laughs) And this whole show is just them breaking pinky swears. And it's like, yeah, no wonder the First Order came about. You guys were really bad at this. Mm You guys were really fucking arrogant, and they even kind of zero in on it with Hera too, where like she now has to be a politician and she fucking hates it because like, "I'm a rebel, I'm a pilot, I don't want to do fucking clerical."
2: And that's why all this shit happened. It's the same with like why like like it's like Leia and all those people mm-hmm. are like like they they didn't want the the political aspect of it. They just wanted to be the rebels, and because of that, it's like it's like a detriment. To, yeah. to the because then all these skeevy like uh underhanded dealing people get into the power and and just yeah. fuck it up for everyone <laughs>
0: uh, and they sure do yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh what is it we got uh, some more fun stuff there uh with our evil jedi in this uh skull and haughty which yes they are named after the wolves <laughs> in norse mythology who chased the sun and the moon
2: yeah but ba- ba- balin is so fucking as he he really
0: is it's 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 interesting what
2: they're doing with him because he's he 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 was like a jedi and um and he still adheres to a lot of their teachings Mm -hmm. uh he's just like a gun for hire now so so i like that part in the last episode where he he's he's, he'll fight like ahsoka and because he has to but then like he sees sabine and doesn't want to fight her and wants to be diplomatic with her very much like how a jedi would
0: Yeah, he's a very interesting take on a character. I imagine we'll probably see way more of him in Extended Universe.
1: Mm. Which is
0: like which is sad because we won't get any more Ray Stevenson in live action for obvious reasons.
2: He he him as like just him as an actor in this role is just so good
0: yeah he really is he's so effortless in the role he just screams old school jedi and also the implication here too is that he's only working for morgan and the rest of them is because he wants something else
2: wants a power yeah i wonder if it's maybe like the the world between worlds or something
0: That's my assumption and what I think a lot of people who didn't watch Rebels aren't really cluing into. It's like, no, no, the the world between worlds is also connected to Mortis and the father, the sister and the brother and all this other stuff that might very well explain the basis for the Force in the universe. At least Mm -hmm. that was the implication. And with the Purgles now and them also kind of invoking the high republic and being like yeah you know we don't actually understand that much about the hyperspace laneways people have been traversing them forever in some cases they had their own devices where they basically got to make up their own rules and do whatever they wanted
2: yeah and that's what caused the great disaster because that's the the fucking uh the space vikings their the, the, their drives blew up the fucking universe and yeah yeah
0: yeah so they're kind of gesturing in that direction so i'm like okay cool there's a lot of stuff here <laughs> they're going to pay it off depending on what your level of star wars knowledge is and you know how how deep in the sauce are you how marinated in the sauce are you i i tell, I,
2: I i can't i can't count how many people i've had to explain the world between worlds in the last week just because just because there's so many people mainly fucking those big pop culture websites that 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 keep championing that the world between worlds is like a multiverse and it's gonna retcon the sequels and do us and like no No. you did not watch rebels that's not what it is at all it's made dave Falodi has said in multiple (laughs) interviews it is not time travel it is not the multiverse
0: (laughs) yeah let's let's actually talk about that though because it is actually kind of interesting you know ezra is important for like a hundred reasons but one of the most important reasons is that he went to the world between worlds and he was able to rescue ahsoka moments before assumedly vader would kill her meaning that by all right ahsoka shouldn't be alive right now and her existence is well, kind the, of an aberration
2: well the world between worlds shows things that can only happen that, that like no matter it, it it's a very strict in terms of like okay this had to happen and it shows you things that have happened and can't be changed and everything which means him saving ahsoka was something that was meant to happen
0: right. which is why
2: he was allowed to do that
0: right okay so and like obviously- you
2: can't go into the world between worlds and see like oh there's history. there's anakin and obi-wan fighting on mustafa i'll just pop in there and fucking push anakin into the fucking lava
0: <laughs> see what happens yeah
2: yeah you can't do that
0: right okay that that's interesting and also of course hey spoiler for the last episodes ahsoka sees ghost anakin again which is super fascinating because oh she's actually i'm assuming getting to meet anakin post return of the jedi post kind of his redemption defeating uh palpatine and everything so oh cool this is them actually getting to meet again on better terms what will they talk about
2: i don't think it's post return of the Jedi. i think it's like episode three i think because he's dressed dressed as he was in the prequels uh not in that weird robe yet in and uh return of the jedi so i think it's based on his his last interaction with her Right. Uh, before he went off to rescue palpatine but also i don't think that's the world between worlds at all i think that's just in her memory because before just before when she was fighting Balan, he kept bringing up anakin yes
0: he and, did. and
2: talking about him so it's probably spurred something in her mind where it's not the world between worlds it's well that's how like how she sees her mind is the world between worlds
0: right quite possibly i also had a theory too because obviously they have moved ahsoka into the role of you know grizzled vet mentor and everything mm-hmm. judging what we know about star wars the grizzled vet mentor does not live for much longer after they've passed on their secrets do you think they might actually kill off ahsoka in the ahsoka show
2: Nah, i don't think so she needs to be in that big uh mando movie
0: she could be a force ghost
2: yeah it could be but then she'd only have to appear to force willing people. So she wouldn't be able to like be with Mando or anything.
0: Uh, Cause that's my thought too. Cause I'm like, Oh, she's really thrown herself into this teacher role. Oh no. Teachers don't live in star Wars. Oh no. Yeah, I don't think she's going to die no it would be it'd be pretty crazy for them to kill her kill her off in the uh in season one of her show though they might pull an ezra and send her to another part of uncharted space
2: yeah i don't think they'll kill her off either just because she hasn't also learned how to become a force ghost
0: true that's also you gotta do that yeah (laughs) uh evil mathematician helping us out uh what do you think of the thunderbolts when luke cage ran the team from prison marvel's task force x yeah that was pretty good when was that uh yeah it was very short-lived there was a bit there yeah i I don't remember that at all i forget it was a very short-lived run it was between i think it was like just before just at yeah it was just after uh what is it norman osborne when he ran the team when he was like president and shit
2: oh okay that far back a while
0: yeah that was a that was a whole thing there uh but, 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 but yeah, so so there's our little Star Wars talk, everyone like I, I wanted to make like little TikTok videos reviewing each episode as they came out, but the more episodes that air, I'm like, no, I want to talk about this when it's done, because I feel this is one of those things that you're only really gonna be able to talk about when it's finished. Yeah. Also, hey, what's the what was the deal with uh Maroc there? He was a bunch of sand, there's <laughs> was a bunch of smoke. he
2: was night sister magic. <laughs>
0: yeah that's what i thought too i'm like oh okay so she clearly yeah he's one of those zombies we've seen before yeah and
2: i love that that's all he was he wasn't some fucking big reveal oh it's so good i love how (laughs) mad that made people
0: yeah do you think that was feloni and them fucking around yeah i
2: absolutely believe that was feloni saying oh we've got this 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 masked individual who was like a a, uh, an inquisitor like oh, oh people are gonna think he's star killer or a clone yes, of Ezra so or Luke or something. Yeah. Or,
0: or or Sabine's uh little buddy there who also kind of betrayed her.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or or um Luminara or someone. Yeah, yeah. Luminara,
0: that was the one I was thinking. Yeah, her little buddy yeah. there, Luminara. Who, yeah, who by all rights probably should have become an inquisitor. Now that I stop and think, but how? Uh, I like the theory that it was just Eighth Brother. It was just one of the whirly guys from that uh, temple fight yeah. in Rebels there who got away. Yeah, yeah.
2: It was. It was just like some guy. Some didn't care. It didn't matter to the story who he was.
0: <laughs> but yeah, which I'm totally fine with that too, because I'm sure those guys get inundated all the time with fucking fan theories oh, and fan and everything. I else. can't
2: imagine it. It'd be fucking awful. <laughs>
0: And again, I'm glad that they can just put their foot down and be like, no, I don't give a shit about Star Killer. I don't give a yeah. shit about any of your can. we We're doing our thing.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's
0: great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with that one. Uh, now, how many episodes were in season one of this? Because we're four deep. Eight. We're halfway through. Eight. Okay, we're halfway through. All right, then. Because, yeah, we haven't even seen Thrawn yet. And we know Thrawn's in the trailer.
2: Yeah, I have to imagine it'll be in the next issue. Although I think the next issue will probably be mostly, like, Ahsoka and dealing with, like her being confronted by anakin and everything because because uh, mm-hmm. dave Probably filoni possible. directs the next episode so that's where like, ah. all the big story beats are going to happen you can tell oh. when it, whenever Filoni directs an episode it's going to have like some sort of like callback to something he's done before and it's going to have like right. a big story
0: beat in it <laughs> all right are we going to see the owl again we haven't seen the owl yet i'm
2: sure we'll see that i'm sure we'll see that i'm sure we'll see wolves
0: yeah everything we
2: saw purgles we saw purgles yep
0: I, I am again in just such a, a like awe that those space whales in that one <laughs> rebels episode i'm like man that was weird those space whales i bet they'll never come back again and then they ended up being the most important thing yeah
2: and they even teased them in like mandalorian as well and yes yeah, they did it's great
0: The whales matt the whales are very important you see <laughs> the space they're whales the, 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 they're the secret to all of it if we get the whales working <laughs> And they did get the whales working. They look good in live action. <laughs>
2: they do. They look really
0: good. They look good in live action. Uh, I guess I'll talk about the last book I read this week. Uh, I read Spider-Man, the new Amazing Spider-Man, number 33. hmm So remember how Peter got stabbed with a magic spear and all the Green Goblin sins went into him? Mm-hmm so they use this as an excuse to do one giant homage issue to craven's last hunt only now it's evil spider-man hunting craven oh
2: god damn it
0: <laughs> like don't get me wrong it's a pretty solid homage right down to spider-man being like huh i should put the black costume on again <laughs>
2: Fuck's sake
0: just for this one moment it's a fairly decent homage but by the time it was done I'm like you really spent a whole issue doing this didn't you
2: they can't stop going back to it can they
0: they can't. This issue should be the moratorium. No more Craven's Last Hunt references. Leave <laughs> it in the past. Just, just like X-Men, no more Days of Future Past references. You don't get to make them anymore. <laughs> it's a great story. I'm glad we agree it's a great story. You've beaten it to death. Here's the truly fucked up thing. Evil, black-suited Spider-Man is probably the most proactive and creative he's been in decades. <laughs> He's just like I fucking love being evil. It's so great. I have so many grievances that I want to address. Like, hey, Craven, your dad buried me alive. That's pretty fucked up, bro. I'm a, I'm going to do the same thing to you now and then he buries him with his dad's gun and he's like here in case you want to skip ahead to the end.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm like, wow. And then he's just like sitting there in a graveyard being pelted by rain being like, "Ah, oh, today was a great day." <laughs> I, I kind of love evil psychopath Peter. <laughs> it's, it's weird, too, that having the goblin sins in him don't make him a goblin monster like they did Queen yeah. Goblin, Leslie Kafka. He's yeah, still just that, Peter.
2: that's a good point. That's a really, yeah, I think I to explain it by something. It was like, ah, his spider powers, like, balanced it out. <laughs> something I don't know.
0: He, the answer is they weren't thinking that far which is a real shame because if you're going to make peter a goblin go all the way and make him an actual goblin yeah,
2: make, make him like a giant like spider goblin homunculus Hybrid. and have him like go and like terrorize like old ladies on the subway and, yeah really yeah.
0: have him throw pumpkin bombs that are also made of webs or that yeah. explode with webs or with tiny spiders
2: yeah yeah tiny spiders yeah that also explode yeah
0: yeah, come on, guys. If you're going to make evil Goblin Peter, then you really need to go all in on this idea. You exactly. can't just half-ass it and do a Craven's Last Hunt homage.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: Fucking go, go all in. Like, if you're going to tell a story that's going to piss people off anyway, you might as well really, really go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how sad is it between this and uh, Superior Spider-Man? The only time Spider-Man is proactive in a main character in his own life anymore is when he's evil.
2: I I kind of like that idea. Was like when someone else like takes over Peter's mind is when they're like, right, we're gonna get to work. (laughs) We're gonna get on that grind.
0: (laughs) For real, it's also funny too because he's back in the black suit, and all I could think about is that weird Sony email hack mandate. For like uh Spider-Man in movies now, it's like now he can only sell drugs and <laughs> if, he's, the if law. he's If
2: he's Venom, yeah.
0: Yes, <laughs> if he's wearing the black suit, where I'm like, oh come on, they should totally run into that. The next issue should be Peter like I've always wanted to sell some crack. I've always yeah, wanted to yeah, sell on the should, streets.
2: It, like the first page, uh, we flick open the comic, and the first page is him like selling crack to like a nine yes. year old, or like yeah yeah, or like giving like a, a an automatic weapon to like a ten year old <laughs> or something,
0: yeah. <laughs> first first hits always free kids i think of that same email said they where they also like went really weird with it, like and peter parker can only be gay when he's in the black suit too and i'm like oh yeah that should be the next issue too where he's yeah. just you know calling up johnny being like hey buddy what's going yeah. on
2: he marries paul yeah
0: Ah, there you go. That'll really be yeah. He drugs him and takes him to Vegas. He's like, ha ha ha! I got one back on you now. (laughs) He he gets married to Paul and then he sells that marriage to Mephisto for like a sandwich. (laughs) And Mephisto's like, geez, man, this is evil even by my standards. You can't, you can't just keep calling me up whenever you want, Peter. (laughs) Though, good job selling drugs to children, though. That was pretty solid. (laughs) I'm, I'm the devil, and even I think that's
1: good.
0: (laughs) uh kt in the chat helping us out there a craven story just before the game and uh will end when the movie was originally supposed to come out very surprising yeah a lot of this does kind of reek of multimedia Mm -hmm. Mhm. Mhm. yeah that's that's kind of a thing yeah but uh i mean like it's not the worst story but it's also a story where it's like why did you make me read that why did you make (laughs) me read a whole just you restaging craven's last hunt i'm glad you're having fun
2: yeah
0: uh it's great I'm glad you're having fun, because I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you have anything else, Matt, or was that it for you? I can't believe we've actually done basically a whole-length show when we had no news. Uh,
2: Yeah, no, I I haven't read anything else yet,
0: yeah. Oh, Oh, shit, I had X-Men, too. X-Men's pretty good. It's friggin' Jerry Duggan explaining more of the mechanics about how uh, Tony Stark is in the Hellfire Club now, Mm -hmm. and how they're working with Kingpin and everything. It's good. Cool, cool good shit that uh that miss marvel book was good too actually
2: i haven't read that one yet but i yeah i'm hearing very good things about it
0: it's solid it feels much more like the g willow wilson years here's what really does it for me you know who the bad guy is in that uh, miss marvel book who's that omega sentinel
2: oh cool so making it so, look like, really important
0: yeah they finally remembered where it's like oh yeah isn't she like supposed to be the main bad guy behind orchis and also yeah. hey also, it gets even better because it's like, oh, Omega Sentinel is Indian and Miss Marvel is Pakistani, so oh. you have two friggin', what is it, uh, like, major Asian villains yeah. in this, and they're, like, kind of aware of that, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool, actually, to have this be a thing.
2: Yeah, cool.
0: Uh, yeah, I was really shocked by that. I'm like, oh, man, this is good. Nice,
2: nice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm planning on reading it uh very soon, but I just haven't gotten around to it.
0: I feel like that book was supposed to get way more promotion, but then the writer-actor strike happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, Iman Vellani, who is, of course, Miss Marvel in the movies and in the TV show, couldn't promote it. But you know what she did, though? She found a backdoor way to kind of promote it. Really? Yes. Uh, so Fan Expo was a couple weeks ago. That's, you know, the biggest comic and nerd convention in Toronto. Mm-hmm. She, she was there. I don't know if she was a guest or not. But she was definitely walking around the floor in a pitch-perfect, comic-accurate Jubilee, Jubilee costume. Jubilee
2: costume, yeah.
0: It looked so fucking good, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you're a fan, and you're on the forums, and you, like, no <laughs> shit. Because that's her basically saying, like, yes, Miss Marvel in this new era is basically the new Jubilee. Yes, I am dressed as Jubilee. Ha, ha, ha.
1: <laughs>
0: Fuck your fun, Iman Volini. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you know normally i complain about fans being given the keys to stuff because they'll normally ruin it but you you actually seem to have a really good head on your shoulders and know what's up
2: she does yes
0: (laughs) i I also wonder how involved in the book is i think i think it's very marvel method interestingly enough i think she pitches ideas pitches dialogue and then the other guy turns into an actual comic
2: (laughs) that sounds like a good way of working like yeah yeah
0: And she uses her celebrity to help promote it a little more by slapping her name on it. It's only a mini, too, so she's not committing to, like, an ongoing or anything. That's good, yeah. She's from, like, two towns over from me. If if it would if it wouldn't seem so incredibly weird, I'd be like, oh, we should really try and get her on the show in some capacity. Obviously, we can't now because writer actor strike and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: couldn't, couldn't talk to her anyway. But man, I'm like, shit. We we probably have a couple degrees of Kevin Bacon is the thing.
2: From make it happen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and like if she is like plugged into the scene and everything, if she watches reviews, there's a good chance she might have seen one of ours at some point.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: is the thing i wonder is she secretly a fan is that what we're gonna discover or because she is such a fan she's like no i don't like cape joel he gave a bad score to duck
2: something really like, specific like, like you don't like this character or something or,
0: or something like that yeah. or like, he, he said the drama was lacking uh during the penultimate issue of so-and-so i'm like fuck me you are a fan
1: <laughs>
0: god only fans have such petty aggrievements, but you do <laughs> well shine on you crazy diamond (laughs) (laughs) all right everyone that will just bring the show to a close now thank you everyone for watching and listening i can't believe we got a full hour and a half out of this matt
2: we 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 always do that we always do that yep
0: yep news might be drying up but you can't say matt and i shortchanged you a goddamn thing So thank you everyone. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this first. You'll also get to listen to my weird little uh what is it, solo podcast experiment <laughs> over on the channel as well. So check that out if you want. You become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. We try and get to the audio and visual format of the show as soon as possible. And uh yeah, Matt, you uh, you got anything else going on? You got anything else happening?
2: Uh no, I'm gonna be trying to stream a bit more uh Starfield throughout the week uh get deeper into that game but uh other than that not really much else
0: Uh, thank you uh everyone who donated to the show this week too much appreciated maybe maybe that means i will finally be able to get mortal Kombat (laughs) one when it comes out and i'll I'll tell you all about it i'll tell you about all the spines i ripped and all the people Um, i'm
2: probably gonna end up getting it as well since it's a a new fresh start to the series
0: and also because down the line you'll get to play as fucking peacemaker and omni-man and shit too so that's pretty cool that's true yeah (laughs) That's pretty cool. So hey, it's kind of like an injustice and we really liked that when that came out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Maybe we'll play a couple rounds online. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you all next time. Thank you, everyone who donated. Always appreciate it. For everyone else, uh, you can listen to the show back Wednesday at 7 a.m. I try and put that out on all the podcast channels. Yeah. So be sure to and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.